that's one of the, I'm telling you, I was, uh, I was doing my message this weekend, uh, or, or this weekend, and um, I saw this video, and I was like, man, I've, I've got to use this video, because uh, not all the time, but sometimes these videos just really uh, speak to me, like, like, I'll be honest with you, like, that's one of those videos that, from the preacher's perspective, that if, if you watched it, and you got it, and you received it, I could almost just say, all right, guys, pray over you, and it's, and we can go home and get ready for the holiday, because it's so it's so good to me. Like I, I see so much of my so many of my own circumstances and and situations in the video, even down to uh, to the poor lady that's uh, the customer service rep on the phone. Yeah, I've never thought about what they actually look like on the other line. But how many of you ever lost your temper with someone that's in the customer service line? And and you, you come on, you you can be honest. You in church, you don't have to lie. There you go. For the rest of you, I'm gonna pray for you. That's, but but I've been that guy because, you know, something's wrong. You know, it, I remember when I went to work at Lowe's, and uh, and one of the first things that they told me whenever I was uh, going to work there, they said, I worked in the plumbing department. And uh, my, 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 my manager said, when people come talk to you, they're mad. And it's your job to, to work with them to make them happy. When they come to you, it's because something is broken. And that's a hard job to have because... You have nothing to do with the situation, but there, but you've got a Lowe's vest on, or you, you're answering the phone for C Spire or AT and T or Energy, and they are You think we think they're responsible for fixing your situation, and so, uh, you know, this this holiday season, I'm gonna be praying for those people because I watched this video and I felt kind of bad. I, I look at that girl, you know, praying on the side of her bed, and first thing I thought was she ain't never seen no ladybugs in Mississippi because they bite. I'm telling you, about 10 years ago, my, we, we lived on the lake, and we had an infestation of them. And good God, I was like, oh, it's a little ladybug. And then it bit me. And, and then I started killing them ferociously and, and all those things. But, um, but anyways, it's the season of Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I, you know, and I think that this year it comes at such an appropriate time. Because the last few months have been crazy. Amen. Has it been crazy? I mean, you got people. This election has turned people upside down, and it's it's made friend mad at friend. It's got family members mad at family members, and it's just been crazy. And it still is crazy. And there's such a division. But what I love about this season is is even though the election was tough, and now it's over, and we can move on. I'm glad that we walk straight from the election and, and things like that right into Thanksgiving because it it has the ability to kind of help us refocus. What I love about about Thanksgiving is. It, it takes our mind off all the things that may not be right or may not be perfect in our lives, and it helps us to readjust our focus. And so something I'm going to ask you in a few minutes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first one to raise my hand and give you the answers, or, or what's, what's some things you're thankful for? We all have things that we may not like, we may not enjoy, but I think it's important, especially right now in this time of the year, to help us refocus, to really maybe even put down on paper some things that we're thankful for. You know, for me, I, I'm thankful for my wife. I, I'm thankful for a wife that's in the sound booth running media because I asked her to this morning, and she's awesome. And I love her very much. Uh, and I love her because, you know what, she's got my back. She's one of those that uh, she thinks that I'm much better than I actually am and makes me think that I can do things that in my own ability I don't think I would or could. She loves me. She prays for me. I don't deserve her, and I'm so glad God stuck her with me because she's definitely the one that got the better end of the deal. 
but I'm thankful for her. And husbands, if, if you need to tell your wife that if you have it this morning, one of the best things I ever learned from my daddy is every morning he'd wake up and didn't matter what she looked like, with or without makeup, he rolled over and told my mama, you sure are beautiful. And she'd roll back over and said, you sure are a liar. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I'm thankful for my wife. I'm, I'm thankful for my kids. Even when I want to choke them. In fact, I don't know. I can't see if Miss Eileen is here today. But if, but yes, Miss Eileen is one of my neighbors. And if she was outside at all yesterday, then she may have heard me screaming at my kids. Not in, an, not in a bad way, but just in a parental, you're not going to have to go to counseling way. You know what I'm saying? And, and because we decided to put up the Christmas tree. I've been trying to put up the Christmas tree for the last week and a half. But we keep having stuff going on. And so I, we finally said, okay. We're through with the Boston Butts. By the way, thank everyone. Before I forget, thank you so much for buying Boston Butts. We sold about 230. Not exactly our goal, but thank you so much for supporting us. I'm going to put that plug in there because I will forget. Um, but we decided to, we got home from doing the Boston Butts yesterday. And, um, oh, and by the way, if you haven't picked it up, you need to because it will freezer burn. We didn't wrap it to be freezing, frozen. But anyways, now I'm back on track. We put our Christmas tree up. I did all my plugs. I'm ready. Um, we put our Christmas tree up. I said, okay, we're through with all that. We're going to put it up. And, um, and I didn't think that through because I have a son, and he's not like part boy. He's like, I'm surprised he didn't come out with a beard. He is just all man, I'm telling you. And he doesn't see Christmas ornaments. He sees ball, ball, <laughs> big ball, little ball, throw the ball. And so for about two and a half hours, I was saying, Liam, stop, put the ball down. Even then, though, I, like today, it's funny. Yesterday, I, my blood pressure was like, burp, 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 burp. And, and, but we have learned not to buy glass balls. So for those of you who have young kids and they aren't walking yet, there's, there you go. Don't buy glass balls. Bad idea. And so anyways, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my daughter and my, and my son because they're awesome. I'm not saying my kids are better than yours. I'm just saying I think they are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't take that seriously, but I love them. I mean, I see so much potential, so much love, so much joy in, the, in them, and I'm just I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be their dad. And I remember whenever both of them were born, I remember sitting in the hospital room saying, God, I don't deserve this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for my family, and I'm going to honor my family because my mom would kill me. If, if I put pictures of her up there, she would get mad at me if she heard about it. So I'm going to honor her and not do that. But I'm thankful for my family because I have a great mom and I have a great dad. And neither of them are perfect. And some of you have heard me tell stories about them. And then I go home and say, hey, mom, I was talking about you today. But anyways, uh, and dad, I was talking about you today. And I don't tell them what I said because they'll probably get mad at me at that too. But, <laughs> but I love them because they've been great examples for my life. And, and lastly that I'm going to share with you is um, I'm thankful for my kids in our youth group. I mean, this right here, this is one of the coolest things that I get to do as a youth pastor is the graduation service. And some of you guys may think it's, a, you know, and I, I've never heard this, but some people may say, well, it's kind of a, uh, a laid-back service. It's, not, it's important, but it's not like a big spiritual service. But it really is. Um, I love the opportunity to speak into students' lives, and, I, and I'm so thankful that God allows me to do that. And, um, and this service, like, and one of my favorite things to do, and this is why I put this picture up, is doing their graduation service that we do at the end of the year every year because it represents a, a, represents a culmination of, uh, of their life as a student here at our church. And it's so awesome. I'm so thankful for, for so many things in my life. But I want to ask you, what are some things you're thankful for? Anybody going to be brave and put your hand up and tell me what you're thankful for? Anybody? I do this in youth group all the time, Josh. You stole my answer. It doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's all. Somebody else, just give me one or two. Somebody's going to be brave. Yes, ma'am. 
Amen. Amen. That's good. Somebody else, what are you thankful for? Mr. Benny. Yes, sir. Somebody else, one more. Something you're thankful for. I'm fishing, just one more. Yeah, right here. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. That's so good. You know, you know, one of the coolest things this time of year, and if you're on social media, you've seen it, um, one of the coolest things this time of year is you get to see uh, the 30 days of thanks. That's where people get on Facebook and literally um, every day, and you may not even do this on Facebook, you may do this for yourself, but every day they post something on social media that they are thankful for. And you may say, well, why is that important? Why, Pastor Jay, why are you using today, even though we know it's the day before Thanksgiving, or the week before Thanksgiving, why are you using this day to talk so much about thanks? Well, you know what, I think it's important to talk about thanks because um, it's important to be thankful. You know, if, if we don't put energy into purposefully being thankful, then the energy is, or, or the enemy is going to put a lot of energy into causing us to be thankless. You see, the reason that Thanksgiving is important to me is because it, re, it helps me refocus and helps me to look at things from a different vantage point. So let's look at what the Bible says. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 14 through 18. The Bible says this. We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everything is for your benefit so that grace extended through more and more people may cause thanksgiving to increase to God's glory. Therefore, and this is huge, therefore we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, even though we're going through junk and, we're, and there's trials in our lives, even though those things are going on, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely, this is huge, it's producing for us an absolutely incomparable, eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but, is what, but what is unseen. For what is temporary, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, we put a lot, of, we have to put a lot of energy into being thankful because the, the enemy puts a lot of energy into causing problems into, in our lives. I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people that think there's a devil behind every bush and there's a spirit behind every situation. But we would be gravely mistaken to think that problems that come into our lives don't have something to do with the enemy. He may not have caused them. It may have just been something that happened. But I promise you he's going to try to capitalize on it. And so it's important to choose to be thankful and to work on being thankful. Because if we don't, if we're not careful, we'll fall into this thing that I call the Thanksgiving trap or the thankless trap excuse me if we're not careful we'll fall in this thing that I call the thankless trap and some would another way to say it would be the like the oh my oh me trap or the oh my oh me syndrome where everything's bad and nothing is good and nothing's going my way and my life is always going to stink and nothing is going to go the way that I want it to go or the way that I wish it would go those people who say this isn't going to work this isn't, this isn't good. This is never going to work again. This is, this is just bad. How many of you have people like that in your life where you look at, it, you look at a sky outside, you're like, man, it's 75 degrees. It sure does feel nice outside. And they're like, yeah, but it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. Sure does feel good in here, yeah, but the carpet's dirty. You know what I'm saying? Those people that, that no matter how, what, what you say in their lives, they're going to come back with something negative. 
most of us have people like that in our life, and if we don't, maybe we kind of are those people where maybe we're glass half empty people and we're more likely to see the negatives and, and maybe we're bothering people and don't realize it. I actually, uh, you know, they say in, in AA before you can deal with a problem, you got to admit that there's a problem. And I, I've found that I'm more pessimistic than optimistic, but in the name of Jesus, I'm working on that. You know, but here's the thing no one sets out to live thankless and negative lives. I don't think. I don't think I've ever sat down in my chair and said, you know what? I'm going to be negative today. I don't remember ever a day in my life where I've sat down and said, you know what? I'm going to work on not being thankful. I'm going to put all of my energy into ruining someone else's day simply by talking negatively about every situation I can hear of or think of or hear about. I don't think anyone ever actually, I don't think that's a, a decision someone makes. What I think happens is that situations come into our lives and we don't realize it, but they work on changing us. I think that situations come into our lives and they hurt us and they cause scars and we never deal with them. And because they're not dealt with, they change something about us where we may have used to look at things positively. And we may have been in a place in our lives before where we could speak in faith and see the good in people. But because tragedy or because, because disappointment and hurt and, and things like that have come into our lives, they've changed us maybe. And it's hard because a lot of times we don't even realize that it's happened. We just think it's normal. I've used the excuse, well, I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. Maybe what I should have been saying is maybe I'm just hurt. How many of you know that most of the time, you know, like John Maxwell said, hurting people hurt people. And if you're hurting and if you're, if you're scarred and you're looking at life through a skewed perspective, then... It's hard to ever be happy because all you can see is the cloudiness of pain that's been in your life. That's not God's will. And so I know some people are like, I can't stand being around people like that. I can't, you know, I just can't handle it. But the truth is, is maybe God is placing us in those people's lives. I know people have placed, God's placed people in my life to speak positively to help me. Maybe God is placing you specifically in people's lives and in people's situations, not so that you can add fuel to the fire, but so that you can help extinguish the fire. And so, I'm in no way implying that bad, bad things don't happen in life. I'm not saying that, that bad things don't happen to good people. I'm not saying that sickness doesn't come. I'm not saying that bad things don't happen. I, I sit through, I, I've sat with families who are going through the divorce. I've, sit with, I've sat with people who are losing loved ones. I've been in the room when someone lost a parent. I've been there. I'm not saying bad things don't happen. What I'm saying is that, what, I, what I'm saying is that in living through those circumstances, we don't have to allow them to change us. We don't have to allow bad things to happen in our life to change us. We can live through those things, and if we handle it productively, then God can use those things for His glory. And so God's will for His children isn't for us to walk through life disappointed and hurting. It's not God's will for His children. And if that's you today, if you're, work, if you're walking through life today and all you see is negatives and all you see are things that are people that have hurt you, i got to tell you, it's not God's will for you. The blood of Jesus was much more expensive than that. That's not what God's plan for your life has been. And if that's you, I encourage you to listen to what I'm saying today. You see, Jesus came so that we could have life and not just have life, but have it more abundantly. Our text we just read said that we can walk with Jesus. And, be, and the thing is, is we don't give up and we don't give in. 
you know, you, you want to know how you get through life and you get through tragedy. Well, you don't give up and you don't give in. You may say, well, Pastor Jay, I don't know how to do that. I've been through so much, and I've been through a lot of things that have hurt me and have scarred me, and I don't know how to restore or, or be restored. Well, you know what you got to do? you got to take the hand of Jesus. you got to stop letting all the bad things that have happened to you in your life control you and dictate who you think you are. And you've got to take the Word of God, and you've got to get a hold of Jesus and, and ask Him, God, who do you say that I am? There's a thankless trap that we can fall into. And what the goal of that trap that the enemy sets for us is that if we are so thankless about things in our life, then we can never be productive because it's so selfish. The kingdom of God, the church is not, the church isn't for us. It's for us in some ways, but honestly, the work of the church is to disciple and evangelize. Whenever you get saved, God's purpose for you isn't for you to just simply sit on a pew and listen to a preacher maybe two or three times a week. God's work for you is that you go outside of the church and you share the love of God that's been shared with you. But whenever you live a thankless life and you don't appreciate what God has done in your life, then you become so focused on your problems and your issues and your disappointment and your hurt that you never think about someone else. And so my question for us today is, have we gotten ourselves in this thankless trap that we are so focused on our own disappointments that we're missing people and opportunities that are around us every day. It's a trap. It's a trap to make you ineffective. It's a trap to make you unhappy in your marriage, unhappy in your relationships, unhappy in your jobs. That's not what God's intention is for your life. Why don't we give in to this trap? Why don't we just say, you know what? It is what it is. I'm tired of trying to change how I think. I'm tired of trying to be there for people. You know what? We don't give in because people are too important. People are too important. You think not just about your loved ones. We don't give in and just allow this thankless trap to to capture us because there are people out there that need Jesus. And normally whenever someone asks you the question, well, think of someone that you want to see saved, well, then automatically you think of your son or your daughter or your grandson or your family member. But take your own people out of that and then, and then look at your neighbor and say, well, well, what about his daughter? What about his son? What about, what about their family members? You see, it's so much bigger than our own personal thing. And so we have to fight to get out of this trap where the enemy tries to cause us to be thankless. And I started this message saying, you know what, let's think about some things that we're thankful for. It's important because it helps our perspective. Because sometimes we don't even mean to be selfish. We just are so, we're just so overwhelmed by the struggles in our lives that we honestly forget about what's going wrong in our lives. And so, being purposefully thankful... It gives us perspective. Here's the thing about perception. Perception, it becomes our reality. Our perception becomes our reality. You take 20 people, let them see the same exact event, ask them what happened, and you're going to have 20 different perspectives, 20 different realities of what happened. And so the thing is perception, you can equate it as our, as, as our vantage point. A, a, a right vantage point, it, if, if we understand we look at life correctly with a thankful heart then the enemy can't fool us 
The enemy wants you to look at your life and say, you know what, it's never going to get better. He wants you to look at your family and say, they're never going to get saved. He wants you to look at your, it, everything in your life and say, you know what, it's not going to be good anymore. But if you can look at it from the right perspective, if you can get the right vantage point and say, you know what, it may not be what I wish it was, but I know that God is on my side. It may not be where, I may not be where I wish I was, but I know God is on my side. You see, the right vantage point is looking through the eyes of Jesus, not looking through the eyes of your problems, not looking at all the things that have disappointed you. But if you look at your life and you look at your family and you look at your job and you look at your marriage through the eyes of Jesus, then it's easier to be thankful because you know that he's on on your side and it may not be easy to walk through things in your life but you know that if God is for you who can be against you you know that if God is working for you that he's going to send angels before you as well and it's a lot easier to be thankful when you understand you're not wa- working or walking on your own but you're being empowered by Jesus and he sent you on your way and he, and he said that if he sent you to a place he's also going to go before you and he's going to make a way and so when we become purposefully thankful When we become purposefully thankful, our statements of faith like that, like, you know what, I may not know how to get out of this, but I choose to believe that God's going to get me out of this. When we make statements of faith like that, it, it almost becomes like our battle cry. And you may say, well, Pastor Jay, I don't feel that way. I don't, you know, I'm thankless because things are going, on, going wrong in my life. And how can I say things like that if I don't believe them or I don't feel that way? Well, here's the thing. You can't follow your feelings. Because your feelings will go to and fro and they'll go this way and that way with every, with every wind that blows. But what God is challenging you to, today, to do today is look at your life and say, you know what? I know what it looks like. I know what the situation looks like. But I choose to believe that God is for me. And if I choose to believe that God is for me, then I'm going to speak in faith and say, you know what, my marriage may not be what I wish it was, but I declare in the name of Jesus that my marriage is going to not just survive, but it's going to thrive. My job is going to thrive. My spiritual walk with Jesus is going to thrive. I may not feel that right now, but I choose to declare that over my life. If the devil can cause you to be thankless, he'll cause you to be ineffective. But if you start making statements of faith and you say, you know what, I may not feel good about it, but I'm going to choose to believe God is going to work on my behalf, whether I feel that or not. And so we don't want to fall into the thankless gap or the thankless trap. And we have to believe that God is working on our behalf. And you may say, well, the the problem with that, Pastor Jay, is that I seriously don't feel like anything's going right in my life. Because if you've been in church almost any length of time, then you hear preachers like me and, and, and other people say, well, you have to believe this. You have to believe this, and you have to believe this. And you may say, well, Pastor Jay, you just don't understand. Things seriously aren't going right in, in my life. Well, you know what? You may be being honest with that, and everything may be going wrong in your life, but I do know one very important thing that is going right in your life, regardless of where you are or what's going on. And that's that God is working on your behalf and that he loves you. That's not dependent on you being perfect. It's not dependent on you doing all the right things. But I do know this, that you have this going for you. God loves you. He thinks of you. He's working on your behalf. He, he doesn't want you to run from your problems. He wants you to run to him. God's desire for you is that you would take his word 
that you would take his word and that you would declare it over your life. Purposeful thankfulness. I'm getting ready to close with this. Purposeful thankfulness becomes infectious. Purposeful thankfulness becomes infectious. Just like whenever you're in a room, and maybe you've been there, I don't know, I, I know I have, but you're, you're hanging out and you're, you know, you're somewhere, and then someone comes in and you're like, man, this is, this is really cool, you know, this is a great, you know, great day. And then someone comes in and they're just negative about everything. We talked about this a few times today, but they're just like, man, this stinks and this stinks. And, and, and it's almost like whenever that happens, that that person, their, their negative energy kind of sucks the life out of the room. You ever had that happen where, like, you're sitting in a room and this person's just so like, blah, 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 and you're almost like, I was in a good mood and now I'm ready to shoot myself in the face. You know? Well, the opposite is true as well. Because God not only wants you to stay out of the thankless trap, he wants you to understand that whenever you're thankful, your perception of life can, can be altered. And, and then not only will your life be altered of your, or your perception of life be altered, but then you can start infecting others with your thankfulness. One of the coolest things that I think happens in November is that 30-day days of thankfulness because you see what people are thankful for, and it makes you become more thankful of things in your life. You see, whenever you enter into situations, and, and I've had some people get mad at me. Have you ever had someone be mad at you because you're too positive? Ever had, it's really funny. Like, it's okay for me to come in and tell you that this person sucks and this thing stinks and this person's bad. But if I come in and say, man, it's a great day, and I combat everything, every negative you, thing you have to say with something positive, all of a sudden I'm the annoying one. But here, here's what's cool is just like they can come into your situation and be negative and ruin your day, you can go into their situation and speak positively. And say, you know what? I can't wait to see my family. That my my cousin Jimmy Boo may get on my last nerve, but but I, I can't wait to hear. You know, that's what some of us may say. But instead of saying that, maybe we say, you know, I can't wait to see Jimmy Boo because he's going to be. I don't really have a cousin named Jimmy Boo, just in case anyone's asking. I do have a brother named Jimbo, which I get made fun of when I tell my friends from the north. But anyways, um, but I can say, you know, I can't wait to hear some of Jimmy Boo's stories. You know, or I can say, you know what? I can go into situations and whenever people are talking negatively about, about things or people, I, you have every right to say, you know what, but I'm thankful for this. Jimmy Boo may stink, but he sure is sweet to people. <laughs> you know, they may say, oh, every time he gets around me, he stinks. Well, you know, but he's nice to people. I bet he's not talking about you like he's talking about, like you're talking about him, but I'm, I'm just throwing that out. Anyway, leave that alone. But you can enter into situations and you can be positive instead of negative and you can combat other people's negativity with positive and you know what? You become infectious. Because I don't know about you, but I love being around people who are nice. Isn't that funny? I love being around people who are energetic and who love me and who are positive and think and they just talk good about me and they talk good to me. It's like their energy is just infectious to me and I just want to surround myself with those people and they, they just like they fill my life with vigor and I, it's just really cool. And God's plan for your life is to make you one of those people. You see, your life just is my life isn't just about me. Our lives just isn't just about ourselves. It's about who can we infect with the gospel. And can I tell you, you will not make a difference for Jesus if every time you're around people, you talk negatively about the church or about people. 
you're not going to positively impact people for the kingdom if you don't have anything good to say except Jesus loves me, but then you're talking about everything else negatively. God's plan for your life is for you to infect people with the good news of Jesus. And you can't have two, two, you can't have a good thing and a bad thing coming from one well. And so if you have a problem with negativity in your life, I ask you to search your heart this morning. Because that's not God's will for your life. God wants living waters to flow from you. But if you're having trouble and you're just spitting out poison, maybe there's some problem with the water that's flowing in your life. And that's not a judgmental statement. That's me saying, hey, we need to examine ourselves to see what needs to be fixed in us so that we can be effective for the kingdom because there's a world outside of these walls that needs to hear the good news of Jesus and they need to hear it out of a clean vessel. And if you're not clean this morning, we're going to do an altar call and you may need to talk to Jesus. And it's more important to get up there and talk to Jesus than to worry about people, what people are saying. Because if they're going to talk about you while you're down there then they need to follow you down there we have to become we don't it's not even just a choice it's a command you see when we walk into rooms we literally carry the spirit of Jesus into that room and if you were to be examined if Christ was to be examined by the spirit you bring into a room I ask you this morning what would that look like if there were a grading sheet that someone filled out based on their experience with you you had a survey done on you, what would that look like? That's a scary question. If you're like me, you're like, it might depend on the day. Depend on what happened in the drive through that morning. I don't know. Christ calls us to be thankful. Why? If for no other reason. And I'm closing with this. Because we have so much to be thankful for. You know what? I've sat with people that literally have no family. They're all alone. But I'll tell you, you take someone like that and, and they encounter the love of Jesus. And it makes me feel like less of a Christian because of how thankful they can be. Christ calls us to be thankful so that we can affect the world for him. And Daniel, if you'll come play for me, please. And so Christianity is all about choices. We choose to follow Jesus and deny ourselves our own desires. We choose to allow him to prune things in and out of our lives. Sometimes that pruning process is painful. It stinks. Um, you argue with God. I don't know about you, but I've argued with God. God, I don't need you to take that out of my life. I enjoy that being in my life. Um, but he prunes us, and, and we allow that. That's our choice, to allow God to prune us. Um, but another, another choice that we make is we can choose to be thankful. Or we can choose to be thankless. I'll be the first to admit to you that there are times I look at Christina and I said, and I'll ask her, do I need to shut up? And sometimes, and my wife is really sweet, she would never tell me to shut up because we don't use that. We're, we're, there are two, probably, probably a lot of words, but I'm going to tell you two, two things we don't say in my house. We don't say shut up. I think it's rude. Don't ever tell me to shut up or I'll put my hand. I'm just I'm not going to put my hands on you. Um, but I don't like it. I just never have. We didn't do it when I was a kid. And I just think it's rude. I don't like it. Um, and we don't use the F word. 
We don't call people fat. I'm, we use fluffy. That's the F word I'm talking about. But anyways, same rule in the youth group. We don't, you know, fluffy, not fat. I don't like that word. Um, but we, we make choices. And we can choose to be thankful or we can choose to be thankless. And it is a choice. You may say, well, Pastor Jay, how, how do you say it's a choice? Well, like I said, sometimes I look at Christina and say, you know, do I need to shut up? And like I said, she's sweet. She doesn't tell me to shut up. She'll just say, um, well, you sound a little harsh. Well, yeah, you know, she'll just kind of give me a look because she's sweet and she doesn't want to just be mean to me. And, and then I'll have to re, I'll have to readjust my vantage point and say, well, maybe it's not what's wrong with them. Maybe it's something that's wrong with, with me. Maybe my wife's not the problem. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not my kid that's the problem. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not my extended family's problem. Maybe it's something broken and frustrated and hurt inside of me. So this morning you have a, you have a choice. Every day you have a choice, but specifically I want to pray with you because you've got to make a choice. Maybe you've been struggling to be thankful and you just, you look at this glass of life and it's always half empty and nothing is ever good enough and you always want more. You feel like you're never satisfied. And maybe you've even said to God, God, why am I second best? Why are you doing all these good things for other people but I feel like you've left me out in the cold? I want to pray with you this morning because I'll be honest with you. One of the hardest places to be in in life is where you feel like God has forgotten you. And you feel like there's nothing in your life to be thankful for. That's a hard, cold, lonely place to be in. So if everyone would stand. every When you stand, every head bowed and every eye closed, please. With no one looking around. I'm going to look for you looking around. I know you do it, don't lie. But if that's you... You say, Pastor Jay, I am negative. I struggle with remembering all the things that I'm blessed with. But I want help. I, I want God to readjust my vantage point so that I can be thankful for all of the things that God has done in my life. For all the blessings he's put inside of my life. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. No one looking around. No one's going to judge you. If you say, Pastor Jay, I struggle with being thankful. I take for granted people I love. I take for granted my job, my kids, my health. And I need, I need someone to pray for me so that I can really begin to focus on how blessed I really am. You just raise your hand and you can lower it after you raise it. God sees those hands. God sees those hands. I'll give you just a few more moments. If that's you and you want me to pray for you this morning, struggling, being thankful to God for what he's done for you, I want to pray for you. Okay. If you will. 
Will you just grab the hand of the person next to you? And God sees those hands that were raised. And in honor of thanksgiving and joining together, I want us to pray together as a family. And there was about, if I counted right, there's about five or six hands that were raised. You don't need, obviously don't need to know who they are. But they need your prayers. And I believe that as a family of faith, it's our responsibility, it's, it's our burden to pray for each other. And so if you will, let's pray for those that raise their hands. And God knows exactly who they are. You don't need to. Um, and we're going to believe that God's going to work in their lives this week. And, and also as we're praying, I, w- I want to pray for, for those of you who you're going to this holiday season and you may not be ex- as excited about it as others are because you've lost people. And maybe whenever you think about the Thanksgiving table, you're not thinking as much about the food as the people that may not be sitting at it anymore. Maybe you're in the process, maybe there are sick people in your lives and you're wondering maybe, you know, just being transparent, this is where I'm at. You know, I wonder if this is the last holiday that I'm going to be able to sit at the table with these people. I want to pray for you. Let's pray. Father God, Father, we thank you. Right now, we choose to be thankful. God, we, we're not ignoring bad situations. We're not... We're not naming it and claiming it, God. We acknowledge that there are bad things that exist. But more so than that, we acknowledge your glory and your strength and your sovereignty. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus over every person that lifted their hands. Father, I pray. God, we join together as a family right now going into this Thanksgiving holiday. We pray for a spirit of thankfulness to come into their lives. I pray that the Holy Spirit, you would, come, you would enter into their hearts and help them, strengthen them, God, and help them see all of the positive things that are coming into their lives, all the good things that you've done for them, God. And, Father, I pray against, we speak against every lie of the enemy. Every lie that the enemy's telling them, God, trying to convince them that they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, that they'll never be forgiven, they're not worthy of love. I, I speak love and life in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I pray for those who are going into this holiday season. And maybe they're not as excited about it, God, because they've lost people or they have sick loved ones, etc., etc., God. I pray for strength. I pray for healing for those who need it in their body. And God, I pray for those who are just struggling this year emotionally, getting ready for this holiday season. Father, we speak healing in their hearts. As a family, we pray that the Holy Spirit would wrap them up, God, in love. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you so much for your love and for your grace. Because more than anything, God, we are thankful for the grace that you've shown on that you've that you've given to us and the blood of Jesus that you shed on our lives. Thank you. Lord, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said